gear up as Cass Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the Agency Power Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, I've got with me Rob Hughes of Hughes Integrated. Um, they are a story brand certified agency, which is really something we haven't had anybody on that focuses on that. And, and really, it's a great guest to have on because what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about using you know stories to sell more. Rob, it's great to have you on. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your agency, and also what StoryBrand is. Well, Cash, it's so good to be with y'all. Um, you know, really, the reason all of what we do exists is because we have an enormous problem in the marketplace. And the problem is this. A lot of really good businesses waste an enormous amount of money on ineffective marketing. And they have an idea yeah. for a website to so go rush out and build something over there. Then they have an idea for a social media campaign because they see the competitors are on social. So they say, well, we got to be doing social ads. And then they have an idea for Google ads and all sorts of different things. And pretty soon they got 15 different messages working 15 different ways. And, you know, paralleled, if they were out on a cattle ranch, if we were on a cattle ranch, you grab a branding iron, you brand the back of a cow, you know who owns it, right? <laughs> but if you got another yep, iron on top do. of the first and another on top of the second, pretty soon you got confusion and hamburger, and that's yeah. what's happening in the marketplace. And so the reason our agency yeah, really exists is off. to create a clear brand story first, like a branding iron, and then we bring that clarity to the website, to social media, to the content strategy and nurture campaigns yeah. that creates one flywheel that builds momentum. That's the integrated approach. And that's why he's integrated. That's great. Um, I was going to say also, if you did that to the cow, you'd have one pissed off cow. <laughs> You're talking to a barbecue guy over here. Cause I, I do that to cows all the time. It's just one steak at a time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like, you know, so, and what is exactly, so StoryBrand itself, because you, your agency is StoryBrand certified, and that is something that is newer over the last few years. You know, it's a, it's a part of content marketing, but what does it mean exactly? Well, yeah, I, I would agree that story is a buzzword that a lot of companies are starting to fly around. You see in books written over the last several years. It's kind of been a newer, mm -hmm. I say, yeah. like keyword trend, perhaps, but story. <laughs> yeah as a method of communication is thousands of years old. In fact, the best told stories follow a consistent framework, a, a consistent pattern, a, a process to tell them. Uh, the reality mm -hmm. is the human brain daydreams like 30% of the time at least, and it just checks out. And so story has the ability to capture a person's attention mm -hmm. and draw them yeah. into a narrative. And that's why story exists and why it's so powerful in marketing. That, that makes a lot of sense because we have this yeah, sense of, you know, especially with everything online that we have, we have really short attention spans. We scan everything. And so the idea that using stories to capture, grab your attention, because I, I tell people this all the time, when I read something online, I scan. If I pick up a book, I read. 
You know, if I like, if I'm really into something, like I say, and I, I'm an avid reader. So if I actually put, I don't scan pages there. So telling a story keeps you from scanning. That's it. Right? it some studies cash that I've seen 3000 commercial messages that we're scanning through every single day. And to your point, some of them are just yeah. on newsfeed that we're just mindlessly numbing out surfing mm -hmm. through somewhere on the TV channel. If we were taking, I think you're uh, just south of Nashville. Is that about right? If you're yeah. taking a road uh -huh. trip from Nashville, uh, let's say down to Birmingham, you know, through Huntsville. Yeah. You're going to pass a few sure. billboards, aren't you, along the highway? Yeah. And are, but are you <laughs> memorizing every single billboard that you read along the way down? Of course not. No. But I can uh -huh. guarantee you, if you're passing those billboards and you see it's around the lunch hour and you're thinking, oh, the soup and sandwich combo, six more exits. Three more exits. Okay, yeah. This is my exit time to mm -hmm. turn off. Or if you see a rest stop uh, you know, advertisement and you think, okay, I got to go. Four more exits. Yeah. This is my exit time. You pay attention to the, the story, the, the messaging that matters to you. Mm -hmm. And when we can yeah. identify the ideal audience to the business that you're constructing, and we got to simply ask ourselves, what's the story? What's the message that meets them in their need, that helps them survive or thrive, that connects to their mm -hmm. desires in the buyer's journey where they're at. And by positioning yeah. those words at the right time at the right place, we can capture their attention and draw them in. And if it's said simply, they'll know how to engage with it. That's the, the method, the mindset of story in marketing. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm, I'm personally a believer that the only billboards that should actually exist are the ones that tell you where McDonald's are, the gas station and a hotel. But yeah, yeah. but it, it is because, you know, like say, if you're going down a highway and you're, you're constantly scanning, so you're not really, you know, yeah. you're getting a, an individual piece of information. And when you're trying to tell a story, you're you are forming a narrative, but you've got to do it in such a way that gets people to pay attention to more of it. Yeah. So, you know. Instead of just like, you know, they see it and they move on. Uh, you got to grab them. You got to draw it. them in. And so, right? you know, if for the viewers or listeners that are kind of tuning in, a great exercise that we often guide our clients through is by simply brainstorming. What is it that our clients are searching for? What are they looking for? Your ideal audience. What are they Googling? Brainstorm a list. Grab a legal pad and a pen and brainstorm a list of 52 questions your ideal client would Google about your product service or kind of the thing that you do. Hmm. And those 52 questions can become the content of the next social media post, the next article that you hmm. write, the next landing page that you design or workshop that you host. Those 52 questions, if you will, and this is kind of a, an SEO play a little bit, but if you'll title that article, just that long tail phrase of that question, you have a chance in your local community to maybe rank potentially, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but maybe Google would serve that result up in your local region. You can actually be the authoritative voice that answers that story-based question. So what is it that your character's looking for? And are you putting a digital billboard of mm. some sort in front of them? Uh, yeah, because, you know, in the context you put it in, you're using storytelling. It does help sell because what you're doing is you're drawing from what you do to, to craft the story and looking at what people are actually searching for, you know, like, so you're saying, okay, what would they search for? Okay. Let's put this into our content, you know, of what we actually do in a way that is going to get them to actually read it. Yeah. 
And so you're drawing on that. So the two work together. Spot on cash. I mean, you're exactly right. All stories, as I said at the beginning, they follow a formula. The best told Mm -hmm. stories follow this consistently. There's a main character to every single story that has a desire. What do they want? That main character encounters some problem or antagonist or villain on the way of getting what they want. Mm. The villain is there to stop them and create a problem. Then typically a guide, somebody Mm -hmm. who's stronger character, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, can help the main character, the hero solve that problem, steps in to help. The guide then trains or coaches that character, gives them a plan to follow to overcome that problem, that if the character takes that action, it can resolve the problem and bring about a successful end to the story. And most companies, I mean, I got an MBA, in entrepreneurship and business. So I, I was formally taught feature and benefit marketing. Here's what we do. And oh, yeah, here's why totally. it's great. It flips that whole conventional methodology on its head to say, here's what our clients are looking for and the problems that stand in their way of getting it. This is the specialty and why our business exists to help solve that problem. It's putting the client in the center of the story, not you as the business owner. Uh, Rather, you are the guide helping your client win the day. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think too many businesses don't really like they have a habit, you know, they'll, if I make this, they'll buy it rather than what do they want to buy? Let me put myself in their shoes. Cause that's what you're you know doing. If you're you know looking at it from their point, cause you're trying to solve, you know, what is the actual problem and then create the solutions that solve the problem versus, you know, create solutions that you're not even sure what you're solving. That's it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, the established businesses that tune in probably realize this, this is fundamental to the function of your business, right? Is to be relevant to the clients. But to the entrepreneurs who are considering launching a business and tuning in, you know, it's one of the biggest things that changes somebody from a wantrepreneur into an entrepreneur is somebody actually gives you money yeah. for what you do, <laughs> what you sell. And so if yeah. you go through all of this you know, creative process of creating this brilliant product and nobody's buying it, you kind of have to look yourself in the mirror and ask that question. Did you start with market research? Do you understand who your audience is? What do they want and what problems are they trying to solve? Those are the first two fundamental questions that you really have to wrap your brain around before you can position your product in an appropriate way. That is story. And that's the process we take with the clients that we serve. Yeah, but the so the thing is, is a lot of companies actually do that. Okay. So a lot of companies just hold on. Yeah. A lot of companies do that part, right. As far as when they create the product, what they don't do is take, you know, so they'll put themselves, okay, what does the market want? Let me, you know, what is the problem we are trying to solve? So they've thought about this, but then what they don't do is translate that to talk to the consumer you know, a lot of times in crafting the actual story. So they they may have done it internally, but then they don't externalize it, you know, to say, hey, we know you have this problem. This is the problem we've identified. We, you know, we can connect with that. And then it's like, here, we have this, you know, so the story part is usually missing in the marketing piece of it. You know, they do the one end, but they forget the other end. And that's the part that actually it, sells it's a it. tough battle in, in business owners. You're tuning in. I get it. Like it, this is a tension to manage because if you're too specific, I know what you're thinking as you're listening in on this, 
But again, if I'm too specific about what my main character wants, I'm going to alienate a whole subset of characters that we're also trying to serve. I, I get that tension. It, it probably yeah. pitfalls I see most uh, business owners as they're trying to self-implement this process. They fall into either one of two pits. Either the first pit is that they define 15 different things that their character wants. And it's like loading too much yeah. information too much too soon. Or they're super, super vague, nebulous. They say, my character yeah. wants fulfillment. Well, what does that mean? You can't put your hand is on them. All right, yeah. talk about restaurants here. Like they want to eat dinner. They want a you know place they can host in, you know, something yeah. like that. So they're either too general about what their character wants, or they define 15 different things that their character wants. They're not specific about anything. Uh, but you gotta be clear who is the audience. Not that you have to only serve one yeah. type, but it's like a concentric rings in a bullseye. Who's the core audience you're trying to reach? And then you could you could take on some of the auxiliary folks. There's probably some criteria that mm -hmm. you, you want to, you know. Uh, well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Go ahead. So, yeah, I know what you're saying. And, like, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, if you take a business, real simple one, uh, take Discount Tire. Yeah. Their core audience is that people that need new tires. That's it. That is the core. That is what the story is built around. That was the need that was obvious to them that they needed to fulfill. And then the auxiliary stuff is they sell to people that want a new set of rims. Yeah, they want, you know, but that is an auxiliary thing. So they don't build their messaging. They don't build any of the, you know, when you see their advertisements, yeah, that stuff is, you know, is, but it's in the background. So their story is not built on that. Their story is we solve this problem. You know, it's new tire, tire repair, whatever it is, you know, so they've kept their, it keeps their messaging really simple versus, you know, you take a, you know, more of a generalized auto repair shop. And they say, yeah, we can do that. And we do this other thing and this, you know, we'll fix your transmission. We'll do your tires. Yes. We'll do your brakes. We'll do yeah, everything. Right. Be very, uh, that's a great example. If we sell like, Auto repair. Well, are you going to go there for tires? No, because you're looking for a tire yeah. shop. Totally get it. Uh, we've got a luxury yeah. outdoor living space uh, client um, who you know sells outdoor environments that people gather in. But the challenge is, mm -hmm. how do you describe that to an audience that doesn't quite know what hardscape means and all the different things? Uh, and yeah, so historically, right. and the company, um, I, I'll just, we'll call them ABC Landscaping as a name. It's, you know, they have a different yeah. name, just for sure. general sense. Uh, with ABC Landscaping, with a name like that, though, uh, they often got a lot of people calling up saying, hey, can you mow our yard? Can you, you know, install this? And, yeah. and really what he's looking for is outdoor living spaces and patios. And so before working with us in that more general kind of vague messaging, he maybe got three mm -hmm. to five qualified leads for outdoor living spaces per year that were inbound looking for his services. In year one, I'm just looking at a report. After a first year of working with him, we brought in 41 qualified leads. So a multiple of his um, you know, benchmark, if you will. By year two, we were yeah. over 100. And in year three, we doubled that to 200. So when you have a clear message, wow. what happens is you're ideal audience sees themselves in it. They're intrigued by it. You capture their attention and they draw forward to opt in. That is the power of well-told story. If you've got a niche audience, a specific avatar that you're trying to attract into uh, do work uh, with you as a client, this process is amazing. Yeah, no, that, that makes, um, that's a really good example because you can see, 
being they even though they weren't actually generalists of doing a bunch of stuff necessarily their messaging their story was so muddled yeah that they would not they couldn't pull in the ideal people because nobody really understood totally what they did um i've got one that you give me some ideas because I got this uh, campaign that we're launching. And I, when I first looked at the site, um, I'm like, I couldn't figure out now. I, you know, it almost gives me like, okay, some idea, some additional things beyond what I was already going to do for direction because um, it's an accounting company. But if you look at them, they're not just your regular accounting company, but you, it takes a minute to figure out. It takes way too long, in fact. And I knew because it's a very muddled message of what, of what they end up, you know, they actually do. It's like, how do I sell this? You know? And because if I can't, if I go to it and I can't understand it, you know, it's gotta be explained. Yeah, that's the first thing. And that's what any company needs to do is make sure that the story is on. Oh yeah. A hundred years ago, folks go walking down the marketplace street and they'd pop into your storefront and they'd kind of poke their head around. And if they saw something that intrigued them, they'd step in and, and engage with you further, or they'd move on next door. Today, the digital storefront is Google and the search results. Studies would mm -hmm. show people pop into your website if you're lucky <laughs> and they might spend five to eight seconds poking around. And if they can't clearly see what you do and why it matters to them, they're going to bounce back to their Google search results and they're going to move on to your competition. But when you nail yeah. the story well, many brands know the 10,000 words that describe what they do. But when it comes to defining the 10 words that matter most to their ideal mm -hmm. client, that's where they struggle. And, you know, it's hard when you're self-implementing yeah. that. It's like you're so close to the tree of your business, you can't really see the forest around it. And so it's not easy to self-implement that clarity. Uh, but the story brand process <laughs> is absolutely a guide mm. that can help walk a brand step-by-step -step through that to help them bring clarity to their product or service for their ideal client. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's that's the thing. Depending on also who your ideal client is, the defining that message how you speak to them is so important because, you know, like I say in my example, it's an accounting company, but what they really do is high end financials, and you know, it's not hey, you know, they, there's a certain mid market type company they want. They don't want mom and pop businesses. That's not ideal for them. But they can right now. You go to their site. What I see is. Very unclear information about what they do and a really high price tag because they advertise the prices mm -hmm. on the site for signing up for a monthly service. And I'm like, as soon as I saw the price tag, and this is what I told them, I see a price tag. I see a very muddled message. There's no way this converts. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, there's different psychology to why you would list pricing or not list pricing. But I think your point sure. is sound here, Cash, especially in a technical field. <laughs> Accountants, financial advisors, they tend to be very left-brain, analytical, data-driven. They're mm -hmm. not necessarily that intuitive, artistic, right-brain communicator all the time. Right. Some are, but generally speaking, you know, it's a bit of a right-brain activity to come up with those words. And so the question is, who yeah. are they trying to serve? If it is a business owner audience, maybe they're not into high-end financial reporting anymore. Maybe it's now... We implement business profit accelerators for small business. Boom. What is that? That's pretty good. Now we do that. That's pretty good. I might see. In analytics. Like that's a different conversation, different yeah. value prop than we can mm. report your numbers. Sweet. I'm going to have to steal that. That was good. <laughs> Come on. Cash. Like peanut butter and jelly here. We'll be no, like, 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So no, that was, you know, but that's the point is, is like, you know, with businesses, you have to define, you know, the message and you're telling yes. a story. That's the thing. You're, these are the things that grab you and that messaging matters so much. And, you know, and you spent a lot of time probably when you were first crafting the service, figuring out, Hey, people have this need. I, I, I know that there is a market for this because I keep running into people. I've talked to people and I see this problem over and over again. And then you put it together, but then you don't, you know, you lose sight of how do you actually go back and tell the story because that's how you're going to market it. And, you know, you have to be doing that. So you can't overlook it. Like I said, the process didn't end when you created the product or service, whatever it might've been. You're spot on. Sometimes people come into your virtual storefront and then they'll leave, but they still come back to buy. You got to nurture that relationship. We like to say mm -hmm. that marketing isn't difficult. Marketing is actually relationship building. Like that's what it's about. So, you know, you got to tell your story in a variety of different ways. Number one, to capture their attention. Number two, to nurture that relationship over the long haul. Uh, we have a financial advisor. We talk about professional mm -hmm. advising, um, you know, in that space. A professional advisor client who had um, prospect came into a system, you know, two years ago. And over two years was only interacting with this advisor, virtually speaking. Uh, and then it came time okay. for that client or that contact to sell their business. And lo and behold, who do you think they picked up the phone to call? It was the advisor that had been building sure. a relationship virtually at scale with them over, this, over the course of time. That is a cool case mm -hmm. study experience that wouldn't be possible if there wasn't intentionality behind telling the story over the longer time horizon. So... I, I totally agree with you, Cash. I think, you know, we are, uh, you know, two peas in a pod here talking about story and marketing. Well, so how do you, okay, you know, because what you were just describing, that's, you know, that's a funnel. You know, you're, you, they were top, you kind of nurtured them along. Eventually, they got to the point of conversion. So how do you integrate stories into your funnel? Uh, well, where are you at in relationship? If it's unknown cold, you got to use curiosity in stories. That's probably where I'm going to talk a bit more about problem language. Um, you know, okay. problem is the story. At the top of the funnel, the problem is the thing that they're Googling. The problem is the story. Yeah. If I told you the, the whole story of the next Die Hard movie was about Bruce Willis taking his daughter out for ice cream. Is that a movie you would be compelled to see? No. Right. But if on the way to ice cream, his daughter gets kidnapped and he has to rescue her. Now, would you see that movie? What changed? Yeah, because I like Bruce. Yeah, I like Bruce Willis and well, Die Hard. I've had but, people yeah. in the audience tell me I like ice cream. I'd go see it anyway. <laughs> but the reality is there's a, there's a plotline <laughs> that emerged, right? The story and yeah. the problem is clearly defined. And so the same is true for your ideal avatar and client. There is a problem that is in their mind. The question is how far do they have to come into your website before they see you talking about it. So at the top of the funnel, mm -hmm. I would say, if you're writing articles, blog posts, social posts, capturing attention is talking about the problem. That would be the curiosity stage of relationship. But as you build enlightenment and curiosity that leans into education with them, this is where you can start solving some more complex problems through nurture, email campaigns, and other you know, sources, yeah. downloadable resources, and, and so on. And then ultimately, using a story loop is one of the most powerful ways to compel an audience to take action. If you open the story loop by talking about the problem and then position your CTA or call to action as the way of closing that story loop, 
that is a powerfully compelling next step for them. And that's what is the bottom of funnel to, to prompt them to take action of opting in. So, I mean, it's not so linear. Sometimes there's a research loop that kicks in and people want to hang out yeah. for two years in your funnel. Uh, but just generally speaking, kind of in big steps, that's what that looks like. Hmm. I mean, that's why content came around, you know, is to keep engaging the audience over time. You know, it wasn't, you know, like I said, it, it was a way, you know, that's why blogs ended up, being, you know, a thing. Email, that's why we send newsletters. We do things that, like I say, everything is like touch points, but it's not sell, sell, sell. It is, you know, it is keep us engaged. Remind that we exist. Remind what yes. our mission is. And, and that's what you're doing with those stories. Yeah, and you're constantly crafting the narrative because, you know, you, like I said, the, the middle portion of the funnel could actually be, you know, really long for that, you know, each individual, depending on, you know, because they're at different stages. So, you know, if you think of being a, like I have a top, I have a middle and I have a, an end. Well, that middle could be really large because they could remain for two years. Yeah. And, you know, and it's going to vary depending on what kind of a business you have. Like I say, if you if you help sell other businesses, that's always going to be a longer oh, yeah. funnel, you know. Know, this that's going to take a while to get them through because that is uh you know that's a life-changing decision for people and you don't know at what stage in their lives they are if that's you know maybe they're you know serial entrepreneurs and they're going to sell this one start another one you don't know um but it could be retirement you know? so you nurture that along no matter what and you tell you use different forms of content to, to tell the story as you go exactly i Cash is giving you, audience, golden advice here. Listen to it. Write it down. Apply it. Sometimes when I'm speaking on stage, I'll, I'll illustrate two different personas. If you think of a door-to-door -door salesperson or a school teacher, knowing nothing else, who do you trust? And I'll ask that of you, Cash. Who do you trust of those two personas? The school teacher. Why is that? Because, because I'm in that classroom on a regular basis, I'm ed being educated by the school teacher, the door-to-door -door salesperson I'm seeing one time and I just assume that they're pitching me something. It's almost like we're trained to be guarded when we feel sales is coming I'm to sure. us. It's always, we're like, like subconsciously skeptical. There may have been an era where door-to-door -door sales and, and buying brushes and soap made sense, but today we go to Walmart or we go to my, you know, whatever the grocery store is in your area mm -hmm. and we procure those items. So it's not that. So there's almost this guardedness yeah. that we have with sales. The salesperson we know wants something from us, but the school yeah. teacher wants something for us. So when you yes. approach your digital marketing content strategy, blogs, whatever it is that you're doing, take on the persona of a school teacher, educate, be generous, give away the right mm -hmm. audience will opt in and find their way to you and the wrong, you know, they don't, you don't want to waste your time with them anyway. Why would you be trying to squeeze water out of a rock? If they're not going to do business with you, they're not going to do business with yeah. you, but the right fit clients, right. those can be life giving to an organization. They could be culture enhancing to your team health and unity. And they could ultimately be more profitable for you as a small business owner as well. So educate, draw the right types of clients forward and be generous with the mm -hmm. wisdom that you share. 
Yeah. And this works for, you know, pretty much any business out there because it's just a matter of you have to analyze your own business. You have to think of how do I actually go about educating them? Why would they be interested in this, you know, type of content that we're creating? But there are any number of reasons, you know, for that to be, for it to be the case that they would be interested in. You just, you've got to take time to, to figure out why. Yeah. And, and as to your point of why, you know, we automatically distrust salesmen because they still exist and just walk on any car lot. Yeah. And sales <laughs> yeah. is an honorable profession. Anybody who's a salesperson has listened to this, I want it I is. you to feel slammed by me here. It's an honorable profession, but we're all aware to Cash's point of some that take it to the manipulative kind of zone. Yeah. And like, there's a right and a wrong way, quite frankly, to any function that we'd see in the marketplace. And even in sales, mm-hmm. those manipulative or shady characters I don't think that your audience is that gash, so I don't fear that somebody's going to. No, but I just want to be clear: there are really honorable sales professionals that deserve the respect and are uh, treated fairly. But um, yeah, I think we're on the same page there. No, but but there is a perception that has developed over the years because of certain industries and the way and the practices, and then everybody else kind of gets lumped together. Is what happens. But even a car dealership can change that you know perception, and they can do the the long you know I say because content is a long play. It's not something you know. It really depends on the business you're in, but most of it's going to take a little bit of time to play out. It takes a lot of being very consistent, very intentional about the content you're creating. You know, it's not something that just, you know, happens if you're not willing to commit to it and, you know, doing it, you know, like I say two years to, you know, but you think about that two years for that business that was eventually sold, depending on what that sold for, it paid off handsomely for, you know, the person that helped yeah, sell it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what you have to be, you know, considering, uh, when you're really, you know, looking at the story. So do you have a particular process if you're trying to figure out, you know, or a business is trying to figure out the, what is my story? What do I craft? Cause you know, there's a core element, you know, that you want to be able to identify, you know, and depending on the kind of business it's, you know, it can be a little bit different. So what does the process usually yeah. look like when you're getting started? Well, in, in typically, this? it looks like one of three different things. Somebody will listen to like our recording here and the podcast, and they'll do nothing with it. They might say, that sounded great, and they put it on the shelf, and they do nothing with it. So that's an option. Let's just call spade a spade. That could be option number one. That's the process. Option two is a DIY path. And we've actually developed a, uh, an ebook guide that walks people step-by-step through the process of who is your main character? What is it that they want? What are the problems that they're trying to solve? And it kind of guides you with paragraph language that, we, that we've uh, you know, put together here in an ebook that can guide somebody through the self-implementation of building that story. And then, of course, the third would be our agency steps in to support that through our discovery process. Those are deep dives into a brand's message and strategy where we use the story brand method to bubble up the clear brand message. Uh, Out of that, it's usually about a half a day together, deep dive in that brand. We will surface the elevator pitch for that um, that they could hand to the sales team or use internally. That's like a 30-second summary of their story. We usually build a full like two-minute source document, like a two-minute voiceover script 
that is the entirety of their audience story, and then also taglines that we design out of that. Uh, also, our discovery process is equally rooted in messaging and strategy. So along the side of uh, the messaging, we also build a digital uh, marketing strategy. We call it a growth plan that we build for our clients and present them uh, as a deliverable out of that. So it's kind of a you know, half day workshoppy, if you will. It's kind of a, a deep dive with mm -hmm. the client. Um, but we do, you know, brand research in advance of that that really maximizes our time in that session. And then uh, the post research after that usually takes a week or two. Yeah, so it's a, a bit of a process to go through the whole thing, but, you know, it's definitely well worth the, the payoff. Hey, this has been a great conversation. I've really, like, I've really enjoyed it. It's been fascinating. Um, Somebody wants to help with their story. How do they well, get a hold get of you? All those, the free resource or a free consult, either way. Um, but if they'll go to HughesIntegrated.com, and that's spelled H-U-G-H-E-S, integrated, that's I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-E-D.com. And uh, just fill out the web form there, and we'll be sure to connect you to the right resource. And or you can email Rob at HughesIntegrated.com, which comes directly to me. And uh, my, assistant, my assistant and I will be happy to get that free resource to you as well. Okay. Well, we've been talking about, you know, building your story for your brand, you know, being able to put yourself out there. You're really thinking about, Hey, this is a process. This is, we're really trying to engage the people we're trying to turn into clients and customers. And to do that, we really want to speak to them versus just try to sell them. Yeah. Um, this has been another great episode. My name's Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters, CEO of Titan Digital. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered Podcast Network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.